Welcome to Breakthrough Barriers with Damale. I'm your host, Damale Peterman. On this podcast, we invite you to share a conflict that you need help navigating, and I, along with a guest co-host, will share what we would do in that situation to help you reach your breakthrough. Welcome to the show. On today's episode, I have Rashida Omar, CEO of You Have a Purpose, LLC. Rashida, I'm so happy to have you here today. Welcome. Thank you, Damali. It is a pleasure to be here and participate in this podcast. Awesome, awesome. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, first, I'm a one of 10. I have 10 siblings, and I always say that because how we grow up sometimes how shapes and forms how we, we are the culture and how we do things in life. So I started You Have a Purpose back in 2014. I've been doing it now for about five years. I started it because during the years that I was a financial aid counselor, I would see so many students who were being dismissed from the college because they could not meet the academic requirements for financial aid. And I would mentor and talk to so many students and encourage them to get their grades, but so many of them would fall through the cracks. And I realized that these students were coming into college and they were not prepared. And preparation had to start before they got there. And when they would come in my office and they would have a GPA GPA below 2.0, I would say to them, you have a purpose. And it just kind of stuck with me. over the years, just really telling them, look, you have a purpose. You may not understand what it is, but this is a part of the process. So it just fit when I stepped out to leave my full-time job and go to really help students prepare for college. So that's where you have a purpose prep came from. Just helping students prepare through scholarships. If, if, if a scholarship is what you need to pay for college, we do scholarships. We help students prepare for it. We do SAT and ACT test prep. You need a certain score to get in the college that you want to get in, whether it's a 1280, 1400, or you're looking to just get over that hump and get to that 1100 score. We help students do that. We have over 30 workshops where we, we work on character development. We work on resumes. We work on career advancement. Whatever it is, um, statistics show us that 75% of all high school graduates go to college. There's another 25% that doesn't. So we know that everybody's not going to go to college. So it's still what's that next step for you? What's your purpose? What are you going to do? And so that's how we um, came up with you have a purpose prep. And it not only fits um, high school and middle school, but adults too. So we have so many people when they hear it, They want to hear more about how do I achieve my purpose. So purpose is really what you were created to do. And so we try and help people get to that place of understanding what is it that you were created to do. Wow, Rashida, that is amazing. I am so inspired by you have a purpose and your story. Um, Being one of 10 and thinking about like how your upbringing really gave you the platform to find a way to help other people. Mm -hmm. And thinking about um, developing the whole person. I love that, Mm -hmm. you know, career development, figuring out how to increase your scores, figuring out how to tap into why are you here and what is your purpose and how 
you have a purpose prep can help individuals, not only students, mm -hmm. but also even adults, uh, identify and achieve their purpose. That's just amazing. It's, it's so motivational and inspiring. It just, it really makes my day. It really makes my day. Thank you. Um, wow. And so I know that um, you, you're the CEO if you have a purpose. Uh, you also have a radio show. I do. Tell us about that. You know, the title of the radio show is You Have a Purpose. And I have, I started out with the goal just being to cater to young people. I felt like young people, um, my son, I have a 16-year-old son, and I felt like young people really didn't have a voice because they're on social media so often. It's like you got to find and figure out who a person is through what they're saying on their social media account. So I kind of wanted to give this generation their voice back, give them an opportunity to really say, this is who we are. So the, the name of the show is You Have a Purpose. It's catered to high school students, middle school students, but also parents. I get a lot of parents, they get excited when their kids do well on their test or my, I had a parent, she just called in because her daughter passed the Regents exam and she struggled to pass it, but mom was so happy and so excited. And I have parents call in to win prizes, but the prizes are really for the students. Like I may give away an SAT book and I had a parents, I've never won anything in my life. And I, she was just so excited. And, you know, it's really to give these youth an opportunity to have a voice and to um, provide information for them that they may not get. What we give information, I, sometimes I'll just sit and tell them about upcoming scholarships and the deadlines, or I'll talk about the SAT or the ACT, or I'll talk about internships or students that want to work. And I, I'll go into various different topics um, to really kind of allow them to call in and share to kind of give this vo this generation of young people a voice. They need a voice. Incredible. And so the, the radio show is really an extension of your platform, if you have a purpose, targeted towards restoring the voice for this generation of young people who, uh, because they have so many other ways to express themselves, um, and because sometimes marketing just misses that 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 you know segment right mm -hmm. and so you're really tapping into that segment of young people and giving them a voice and giving them a platform to call in and to win prizes mm -hmm. and test prep etc um and and what station are you on caribbean power jam radio okay it's actually um internet radio mm -hmm. but you can tune in through their facebook instagram they go live um and you can download the app catch the show on the app or their Facebook, but it's Caribbean Power Gym Radio. And you're recording live on what days and what times? Tuesdays, 5 to 6, we're live in the studio. Okay, excellent. So hopefully people can check you out. I've had the pleasure of sitting in your studio and yes, seeing you yes. in action, and it was just remarkable. Uh, what I love about what you do is you also bring in quotes that are inspirational, and, I mean, everyone that heard the show that night are still talking about what an incredible host That's you great. were and all the motivation that they received. And it was adults too. It wasn't just yes, young people. Yeah. And so there are a lot of ripple effects of your of your message and your drive and, and identifying that purpose and reminding people that they have a purpose. Mm -hmm. Yes, awesome. absolutely. And so I guess we have a purpose on this podcast. Yes. And, and on this podcast, for those of you that are listening right now, um, what we like to do is 
we have a hotline where we ask people to call in and to ask us questions about just things they're contemplating. Um, maybe it's a conflict, maybe it's not, but what they're really looking forward to is having someone who's not involved in it um, kind of help them think about ways to navigate the situation. And so what we do is we play the message that Rashida has not heard the messages before now. Um, all that she knows is that the topic is related to education. And we identify the topic for two purposes. One, to make sure that to the extent that we can, we have people on the show who you know work in that industry. And so we know that you're in the educational industry. Um, you mentioned that you also have um, educational prep. And I know you also just started recently college fairs. Yes. And so we'll make sure we provide all of Rashida's information at the end of the podcast so that you can keep in touch with her. It'll also be on our social media uh, and on the website because she has some amazing things going on that, that everyone should know about. Uh, so what we do now is we're going to, what we will do now is play the first message that we received. Um, this message is coming up in a couple of seconds. trying to decide between a few of them. I've heard back from one that I'm very much interested in, but I'm still waiting to hear back on a few others that I think would be more closely aligned with what I want to do and probably look a little bit better on my resume. So I was wondering how I move forward with this situation. How do I not waste the one internship that has offered me a job time without and also not break any barriers, break any relationships with any of the other ones? Do I reach out to them and ask them if they're still considering me for the job, or do I accept one and if I, by chance I get another one, I go back on my offer? Thank you so much for your time, and I hope you have a great day. Awesome. So basically, for those of you listening, that, that was a message from Annalisa. And just to sum up what I, I understood her issue to be, she is in college, um, the semester's coming to an end, and she has two opportunities to uh, intern in the summer. And one opportunity appears to be uh, one that's a sure thing that is going to be helpful, um, and she knows that, and they've already extended an offer to her. And then the other opportunity sounds like it'll be better for her more long-term, um, but they haven't extended an offer yet. And so the questions that I heard her ask were, one, like, what should I do? Should I should I leverage the fact that I have one offer and contact the second company and say, hey, just checking in, following up on my application. Um, do you, uh, are you going to give me the internship? She said, should she just wait and see what they say and do nothing? Or should she accept the first offer and stay with it unless the second offer comes through? And if it does come through, should she renege on the first offer? So there are a lot of different things going on in that scenario. Uh, Rashida, what are, what are, there are a lot of questions in there, so which one would you want to address first? The first thing that comes to mind when I hear Annalisa, she's unsettled about the first internship, which is the one that accepted her. So I would definitely contact and reach, because she's not settled. Cause it, so it, it tells me like if it's something you really want, you're like, I got this, that's it, it's done. But she's not settled, so that tells me there's something about her that even though this is a great opportunity, it's not really a good fit for her. So I would 
suggest that she definitely reach out to the other company. Let them know that she's interested because you just never know. Sometimes we we put everything that we have on the line and we put everything out there and we wait and see what comes back to us. And sometimes you don't, you, sometimes you can't just sit back and wait. It's okay to get a no. It's okay to bother people a little. I think about Goldman Sachs and it was times where I was just sitting and waiting before, you know, I got accepted into the program and I made a phone call and I was thankful that I did it because it reminded them that she's interested and she's She's making sure that whatever needs to get done gets done. And they found out that my um, paperwork was not had not been seen, even though I had sent it. So you just never know why the delay is. It Go, ask, contact people, question people. They'll know who you are. And they'll know that you are someone that takes initiative, too, and they like that. So I would definitely call and ask. I would ask the other company if they could give me like a day or so to, to make a, a decision about it um, and go from there. That if the other company, she'll know for certain that the other company did not select her. She'll feel more satisfied and comfortable in accepting the other offer because now she knows that she's not going to get the other offer or even if there is a chance. Either way, you get to a point where you just make a decision and if the other company is late, ask them can she do the intern after she finishes the other one. Mm, excellent, excellent. I love that. And Sarah, you picked up on the fact that Annalisa, if, if the first option was perfect for her, meaning if she thought that was it, the end-all, be-all, then she would have just gone with it. She would have yeah. said, got what I wanted. You know, who even? You don't even need to weigh the other options. Right. And so I think you're right. I think that it does sound, sound like um, it's not, not that it's not her first choice, but that, she is weighing all her other options. Mm -hmm. I like that you also said, and I have to agree with you, um, that it's always good to be proactive mm -hmm. um, to the extent that you can do it without, you know, coming across as being, you know, like a pest or annoying. I know there's a fine balance to, to, to strike, but if you're just following up and being proactive and saying, you know, hey, just wanted to follow up. I submitted my application. I haven't heard back from right. you yet. And to be honest, because I really think that honesty really helps. So being transparent. Mm -hmm. I got an offer with another company, um, but I really was hoping to hear back from you first. That's great. So not, you know, not saying that, you know, the other company isn't providing what I want, but more so you were maybe my first choice. And I think this is actually more in line with my, you know, current career goals, right? Because, yes. you know, when you're in college, you don't always know what you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then seeing what they say. And I think you're right. Giving them the opportunity to say, oh, well, either we're behind schedule or, you know, we were going to reach out to you to let you know that we do want you to join, or even if it's something different, you know, maybe we have we have more applicants than positions. So mm -hmm. just kind of having that dialogue. And yes. perhaps what can happen, too, is I love that you said maybe there's a space where she can do both. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the summer, they're, what, 12 weeks or so? Right. So maybe she can have one for eight weeks and one for four weeks. I like that idea. It's a great way to think outside of the box and also to give people kind of a uh, options mm -hmm. you know like options yes. i think another option too speaking of options is maybe there's room to i was just thinking about this maybe there's room to um be creative for the next summer so maybe she can she's there isn't a chance to do it this summer but please keep me top of mind for next summer, next summer. or perhaps there's some activities or options during the school year that I can participate in. So just giving them some other 
situations in which they can say, okay, wow, she's really excited about this. We'd love to have her on board. Yes. Um, let's find a way to get her involved. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. So hopefully that's helpful, Annalisa. Um, you know, I'd love to, to, we'd love to hear back from you to figure out what you ended up doing, you know, now that, um, you know, this is clearly a podcast. It's not recorded. It's recorded, so it's not live. And so at some point you will have the answer and you will have, you will have selected one of those two options. So we'd love to hear what you actually did. Um, thank you so much for leaving that message for us. And hopefully this is helpful. Well, now go to our next voicemail for today. And this one comes from Brianna. Hi, my name is Brianna, and my question for you today is how do I decide between going to grad school or staying at home and starting my life with my job? So what are your thoughts on that? Thank you. Oh, wow, that's a pretty broad question. So the question is, uh, should she go to grad school or should she sort of focus on the job that she currently has and start her life, I guess, investing her time and energy into her career as opposed to going to school uh, to pursue a master's degree? What do you think, Rashida? So the first thing I heard her say is job. I believe in um, working on your career. So it depends on what field she's in, um, what moving up the, the, I'm just going to say the corporate ladder or whatever ladder it is. If you're in education, um, in order for you to really um, move to that next level, you may need a master's in education. If you're in business, um, most companies say you need an MBA to really make the money or to get the jobs that, that make the money. So it really depends on what field she's in. I would say if you're young and you're not married and you don't have children, Go to school and hit some night classes and knock it out because you have the time. If you know what that graduate degree is that you're seeking for, if it's in alignment with your career path, that's I, I believe you may want to make money. You want to, may want to get started in your career. Like with law school, you really can't work and go to law school. It's something that you have to go right into. So it really depends on the career path. Um, some people believe in taking that year off and really kind of figuring out what they want to do, but I will say if you're not married and you don't have children yet, you don't have, you know, responsibilities that really demand your time, you have time now to invest in yourself and your education where you can go to school and spend 10 hours in the library or 10 hours doing homework, whereas when you have all those other components in your life that are demanding, it's more stressful to get it done. Now you, you, you have the flexibility. So I would say... Depending on the career path, if it's a direct um, degree program that you can get in that would advance that career path, I would say do the job during the day and see what kind of evening classes are offered to get you started with the graduate program. Awesome. So it sounds like um, one idea is to jump into it, but it depends on what your career path is. Mm -hmm. And so there are some careers that Rashida aptly said that require you to have a graduate degree. If you want to practice law, I'm a lawyer, you have to go to law school. Um, I think that there are a lot of ways to get there. And I think that what Rashida is pointing out is that sometimes things can seem easier um, depending on whatever the responsibilities that you have. I will say that I know people that um, our judges today that went to law school when they were married and had kids. I know people that 
Um, one, someone just called me a couple weeks ago. She's a lawyer. She has three kids, and she's thinking about getting her LLM, so getting another degree. And she, you know, she's currently working. She's married. She has three kids, and she's like, "Is this going to help advance my career? What do you think I should do?" Um, what would you do in the situation? Which is kind of a short pitch for our video blog that will be released soon called What Would Damali Do? In any event, I think that their responsibility depends on the person. And what I mean by that is you may or may not have a family or be married or have kids. You may have parents that you have to take care of. You may have a sister or, or an aunt or you may have a lot of things going on. And so I think what Rashida is pointing out is that sometimes depending on your ability to balance work and life and school, there may be times that are more advantageous to go to school. Um, but it really depends on you and what your path is. I think the question for you, and I hope you call us back to give us some more uh, details about what you're thinking, but the question for you is, what is your goal? What would you like to do with your life? Meaning, what is your career? If you want to go to law school, if you want to pursue an MBA or a master's degree, um, what, what are you planning to do with that education? Mm -hmm. Is the job that you have something that will lead you to that path? Or is it sign kind of like something you're just doing for now? So I would want to ask you a few more questions to have a better sense of your situation um, before you know really diving into what we would do, and that you know if we uh, before diving into what we would do if we were in your shoes. Well, Brianna, hopefully that's helpful, and hopefully you'll call us back to give us some more insight so we can give you some more guidance. With that being said. I just really want to thank everyone for tuning in to our podcast. I want to thank Rashida for being on the yes. show today. Rashida, you're exceptional. Thank you. You're thank welcome. You. We try to keep our podcast relatively short because we want to give you kind of a snapshot of, of some real life, real time, what, would, what we would do if we were in your shoes to kind of help you think about the situation from a different perspective. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm your host, Damali Peterman. And this is Breakthrough Barriers with Damali. Continue to break through and have a wonderful day. Do you have any barriers that we can help you break through? If so, you can leave a brief message at 646-363-6322 or on our interactive blog at www.breakthroughadr.com. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn at the at sign B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H capital A capital D capital R. I'm your host, Damali Peterman, and this is Breakthrough Barriers with Damali. Although I am a lawyer, mediator, and an educator, and many of my co-hosts will represent various professions, we want to be clear that we are not providing legal advice, counseling, or suggestions. Our goal is to provide a roadmap for conflict resolution to generate future conflict resolvers. Continue to break through and have a wonderful day.